This episode of Tales of the Void Fair is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to tell them Tales of the Voidfarer sent you. Previously on Tales of the Voidfarer. You pass Odyssey. He palms a small object into yours. Uh, this is a sending stone. Who is this? You can call me the Suzerain. I am very open to any office. You shoot and hit the dude that was right behind him, <laughs> right in the eye. Oh my god. Beautiful purple nebula speckled with stars. I drunkenly try to hang this painting, and when I'm hanging it, I tear it somehow, and I just rip it apart. Someone laying between two of the cannons. Probably not the best place for a nap. Orman Seabrook, a crossbow bolt stuck out of his eye and carved into his chest the symbol of the Zenith Syndicate. Train passed, Fiona? Uh, yeah, it just passed. Look at that. <laughs> I was about to say it, too, when you asked. <laughs> I'm just that good. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so it's been a while since we recorded last, um, mm-hmm. just because everybody got super busy in the summer. And yep. as a matter of fact, we're recording this just now after Tom, Fiona, and myself just got back from a cabin trip in the woods for the weekend, which was very relaxing. We, we didn't invite Saker and Tanner. Yeah, did your invite yeah. get lost too, Tanner? Did you? Yeah. Uh, you were just waiting for <laughs> well, Cool kids only, actually. Uh, so. Okay, so just, just my invite got lost then? I don't understand <laughs> what you're trying to say. Yeah. I think what they're saying no. is that we're not wanted anymore. Like we should oh, go cool. like make our own podcast now. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Honestly, I'd sub to that podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'd listen. I'd it would listen. certainly be interesting. Um, can I can I say something exciting that's happened since the last time we recorded? Can I yeah. plug something for a second? Um, a book with my name on it arrived Ooh. for me is officially out for purchase uh aberrant trinity continuum aberrant second edition uh you can find it on drive through rpg amazon uh wherever you get your game books it's there that's really cool. cool and my name is on it i, I was a writer for that game <laughs> nice that's Yay. awesome congratulations yeah and it sounds like a super cool game too yeah it's superheroes so it's really fun yeah so, um, do we want to play not that game? <laughs> yeah, do we want to play yes. a totally different game? I actually kind of want to play that game, Nick. Is that going to be a problem? Yeah, let's just jump uh, over to that game. Uh, 
Well, I mean, you better. So start you were talking getting... about not having dice before. Now you need to suddenly find a lot of d10s. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Google exists. I'll be fine. I mean, if I say no, are you just going to go off with Tanner and create Saker and Tanner's FOMO cast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fails of the roid sharer. I don't have a name for it yet. I'm still kind of workshopping that. Roids of the right. Yeah, no, I got nothing. So, all right. No more stalling. There was a murder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought we were supposed to react. <laughs> I mean, you were supposed to. You were the only one who did, Saker. So. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Um, but before we address that, moments earlier, Luckbeak and Ravnus, um, you are in the crew quarter, just getting ready to tuck in for the night. As a matter of fact, uh, you see Meryl already snoring heavily in his hammock, and Riley and Kale come into the room looking both kind of annoyed with one another, and they kind of go off to each their own hammock, not saying anything. And uh, Ravnus, you're, you're getting ready for bed and you see Luckbeak kind of mm-hmm. come in and start doing the same. Um, she is very pointedly ignoring Luckbeak. Like he comes into the room and she like turns her back to him and continues her bedtime routine, whatever that may be. Yeah. And Luckbeak, this is, I think, something you've probably noticed that like Ravnus has been doing like literally the whole last week sure. of your travels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then I've I've gotten used to it. I don't react to it. I put on my little uh, reading, doar reading spectacles and snuggle in with a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the uh, what's the title of your book? Uh, the title of my book is Fails of the Roid Sharer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still yeah. workshopping it. Uh, no, I I, uh, I I don't know. Is there a uh, Oh, I'm reading a uh, a bodice ripper. Uh, Luckbeak is really into uh, I- into romance novels. Nice. Ooh, interesting. Okay, um, you <laughs> uh, you um, kind of hop into your hammock and you open your book uh, at the, where the bookmark was, and a little slip of paper falls out. Okay, uh, of course, pick it up and read it. Yeah, it says. Come see me when you have a chance. I have something for you. Smiley face, Tiana. Oh, uh, I, I look what? around kind of <laughs> to make book. sure. <laughs> what a book yeah. to put that in. Of course, left it in the Bodice Ripper book, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, I get really embarrassed immediately. Um, yeah, I uh, I look around uh, kind of to make sure that nobody is looking, which is a silly thing to do because nobody else could read it. Uh, and then I hop out. Where is she also in crew quarters? No, she has she has her own quarters. She's an important. Oh, so she does. Okay, on the gun deck. Um, okay, uh, then I am going to. I mean, is it too late? Would it be considered rude? No, 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 no. It's it's like late that like some people are like tucking in, but not so late that yeah. um, that like there aren't still people up. Like you can actually hear the faint sounds of um, people still like drinking and doing stuff uh, in the mess. Um, yeah, above you. Okay. Or actually two decks up and uh and like there's still people kind of hanging out and you know doing various things uh cool. not everyone's going to bed just yet uh then i uh go up one floor uh, listeners nick has just given us a map of the ship so we can finally talk with uh with, with <laughs> mastery as to what the hell we're doing on this ship <laughs> uh so i go up one floor as i pass 
I give the usual cold stare to the vacant cabin slash storage room that could uh, be actually, my room. There's someone in there. What? Yeah, that's that is where Antonin Badeau is staying. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, the the passenger that is on the <laughs> ship right now. Got you. Uh, okay, and then I head to uh, Tiana's cabin next door and uh, give it a knock. Yep. Um, actually, as you approach, um, the door is opening, and you see Kinsley on his way out. You could see him sign, uh, and he just says, um, "Here's the task list for you to review for tomorrow. Let me know if you need any help." And then he turns and goes, "Oh, Luckbeak. Good evening." Yeah. Uh, and he mo- goes to move past you. My mage hand waves to him, which I already nervously have pulled up uh, in back of me. <laughs> uh-huh. He kind of looks at it and gives you a weird look and kind of uh, waves. So- and- sorry, I'm also waving. I've, I've, hey, how's it going? It's going. Um, good e- have a good evening. <laughs> cool. yes, you, you, <laughs> I mean, you too. Yeah, of course. You, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then he, he leaves and descends the steps uh, cool. in the direction of the crew quarters. Okay. Uh, okay, I uh, poke my head in Tiana's door. Yeah, she she looks up and smiles and gives you a hug. Oh, uh, I I my white turns to pink immediately, and uh, <laughs> I I hug her back. Uh, that's how feathers work, huh? That's how feathers work. <laughs> <laughs> she says she says that um, it's it's good to see that you made it back okay. Yeah, I say. Um, Thanks. Uh, how were things on the ship? She signs. Not terribly bad. Lots of hamsters everywhere. Yeah, I <laughs> noticed that. Um, hey, things fall apart without uh, without me here, huh? <laughs> she uh, she smiles and uh, she signs. Uh, yes, absolutely. So what what do you need to uh, to talk about? She starts for a second. She turns and grabs a small, like, paper-wrapped package and hands it to you. I uh, confusedly take it, and I say, is this for me? Uh, she nods. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I slowly start opening it. Yeah. It is a, like, flat square uh, parcel. Oh, flat square. Thank you, Tia. <laughs> <laughs> And you open it and see that it is a painting. It is the painting you've seen before, but it looks like the torn canvas has been stretched across a new one. And in the tear that has kind of formed in the middle, um, the canvas kind of curls out. And on the new canvas through the hole is this swirling rainbow painted scene that looks like the phlogiston and there's a little black silhouette of the voidfarer sitting in the middle of it so it almost gets the appearance that this painting of a purple nebula a portal has opened in the middle to the phlogiston and there's a ship passing through and she looks a little nervous and she said I found this while cleaning and it gave me this idea I look absolutely just embarrassed beyond words, uh, and I sign like, "Hey, it was I, it was totally an accident that this ripped, and I meant to tell you." And this is just this is so much, this is amazing, and you did not need to do this. And I'm I I I'm so sorry I messed up your original painting. She signs. It's it's okay. Things happen. 
And then she signs, sometimes it takes some damage to reveal the beautiful adventure underneath. <laughs> I, I, I sign, uh, yeah, it's, that's what I was thinking too. Um, this is really nice. What, what can I, how, how can I, I like look through my, um, my, my pack basically. Uh, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, I pull out the, um, the cinder shard eyeball that I got from the, one of the statues. <laughs> uh, and I say, uh, this is, this is, this is something that I thought you'd like maybe, um, here, I, I, I got it for you. Um, you know, if you, if you don't want it, that's, that's okay too. But, but this is, this was just so sweet, Etiana. Uh, she takes it and she looks at it and like double takes and signs like, is, is this cinder shard? <laughs> uh, I say, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just something I picked up. Uh, you, you don't have to like, she's like taken aback. <laughs> I say, uh, no, I, I know I don't have to. It's, it's, it's cool. I just, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was pretty. And I think you're pretty, Tiana. I, I think you're pretty too. She blushes violently <laughs> and and signs, thank you. Uh, I'm going to go, I, I think I might go hang this, if that's okay. She nods, and then she kind of like chuckles to herself and signs, if you need any help, <laughs> let her know. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm not nearly as drunk as I was that time. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, though. Sorry, this is still really embarrassing. And mm-hmm. you're just, you, you did a really good job here. Thank you. Uh, she, she nods and she signs. I'm glad you like it. Cool. Uh, I leave and I fucking like stop right outside of her door and punch myself in the forehead like seven times. <laughs> and like, I can't believe I left that just sitting there. Uh, and, and then I go down to crew quarters feeling yeah. a weird mix of like victorious and stupid and all sorts yeah. of things. As you, <laughs> you, you, you're standing outside her door and you're doing that and you glance over and you see Lainey standing there saying, um, is everything okay? Uh, yeah, it's good. Actually, it's, it's, it's good. Why? What's up? N- not nothing. Not judging. Just, you know, I'm going this way and she kind of moves past you in the direction of Brohane's shop I, I kind of watch her with a weird expression uh, and then I say alright uh, have a good night you too click I shrug it's none of my business mm-hmm. uh, and then I head back down to the crew quarters yeah and uh, you, you head on down and uh, you don't get not like 30 seconds into the crew quarters before bells start going off and there are shouts. Oh boy. All right. One of these nights, huh? Uh, (laughs) I grab my equipment and my gun and, and start heading up. Val, Emsworth, Brohane, Scriv, and Marco, Luckbeak, and Ravnus are standing around the dead body of Ormond. Oh, and Val will kind of just kind of like rubbing her forehead go, all right, Marco, can you explain exactly how it is you came upon poor Almond here? Um, Marco um, looks ashen white, um, very pale, 
And he kind of is like, sits back for a second and to collect himself still, and says, Well, I was having a conversation with Scuttlebutt on, um, up top, um, on the deck. I was coming downstairs when something caught my eye in the main battery. I think it was his feet. And I thought, you know, somebody had had been overserved and took a nap next to one of the guns, so I was going to go wake him and bring him to the cabins. Um, as I approached, I noticed the pool of blood, um, to which then I ran over, saw Ormond, um, did what I could to save him before calling for um, the doc and anybody who would hear me. Alright. And you didn't see anyone else around? Um, not that I can recall. I remember I was yeah, I was up on top with, with Scuttlebutt and I didn't see anybody else. Because I came down the stairs and then I found Ormond here. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't see anybody. There's a there's a click coming from behind you guys, and you see, uh, still in the process of like hiking up his trousers, coming out of the door, on the other side of the armory, out of the head is Merrick, and he kind of turns and stops and looks at all of you guys. Um, what's going on? Marco just just stares at him. Uh, Luckbeak's eyes are so wide. And he does not know what to do with his hands. He, like, has his hand on his gun, and then he doesn't. And, and he's like, uh, uh, some, somebody died out here, Merrick. Why don't you just get to your room? Uh, shit, uh, okay. Um, and uh, he'll look at Val, and Val will just kind of nod. And he'll scurry up the steps right there out of the armory. Um, but yeah, uh, Luckbeak, um, you very clearly received the message that was sent in this body, the crossbow bolt sticking out of his eye and the sign of the Zenith syndicate carved into his chest. Yeah. Um, I am terrified. Um, I, I don't even know what to do. I, uh, I, I turn to Val and I say, um, all right, so, so. So what's the, what's the plan? We 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 try and figure out where everybody was and at what time and 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 get get sort of a, a everybody's story straight, right? I think that sounds like the the best um, course of action. Unless you have any better ideas, can I make an insight check on Luckbeak? Uh, yeah, because I noticed that Luckbeak and I with the information that I have from the previous. Well, actually, Marco, you don't need to make a check really at all because you saw Luckbeak's memory. Um, and like saw him kill the dude in the, in the bar, in the bar, which was also a crossbow bolt through the Jesus eye. Jesus Christ. So yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. I remember that. Um, but because of that, Marco is seen looking lucky beak over there. Um, I think he's going to, he's doing an insight to see actually if luck be if if luck be any signs that he might be responsible for this. If he's like mm, seeming like sweaty, okay, yeah. like. You know, Make an insight oh. check. Okay, that's uh, yeah, not that good. It was an eight. I can tell you that that is exactly what Luckbeak is thinking, and I mean, I think we know each other well enough that you might even be able to tell that from even an eight. Is like he's he's afraid somehow that this is going to get pinned on him. Uh, he, he's not as concerned. I mean, you don't 
you can't tell anything about the syndicate or anything, but absolutely he's freaked out and there's some guilt or weird responsibility on his face. Um, Marco is kind of looking at Luckbeak a little bit, just with trying to like convey through body language. Yeah. You and I need to have a conversation later and then turn to Val. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Actually, while Luckbeak and Marco are uh, looking at each other, Ravnus is going to say um, to Val, who's bringing this up, um, we should keep everyone separate so that people can't meet to get their story straight in case it was more than one person. I think that's a good idea in theory, but the ship isn't very large enough to separate all 30-some members of the crew. We could just make sure no one talks to each other some other way. What if we stayed in groups of three? Odds are unlikely that three people murdered one person with a crossbow bolt. We should mix up the three then, not three people who are usually together all the time. I mean, makes logical sense. Val is kind of nodding along and says, well, you seem to have a plan of action. I trust the three of you to head up this investigation. And then if there's anything you need from me in terms of ordering the crew about, you can simply let me know. The Agatha Christie fan in me is like, Val, you are doing this so wrong. (laughs) I was just thinking, we all told her not to put us three together, but... I know, and then she's like, all right. I I understand that for the purposes of a podcast, that's bad radio, but... For the purposes of this D&D game, I want the player characters to do the thing. (laughs) Nicholas, if you're going to give us a murder mystery, we're going to do it right. (laughs) I mean, personally speaking, I think that the show's a high level of trust from the Val character on the three of us that she looked at the three of us. You were explicitly given the warning that putting the three of us together might be bad if the three of us just killed somebody and then said no. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i kind of considering this is also Val having a lot of trust in us. Yeah. It sounds like Val is guilty and doesn't want us to find <laughs> out is what it sounds like. Oh, this seems like a really easy way to pin it on the three of us, the co-conspirators, by putting us together. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, we're forming some meta- theories about what's happening which we should be doing in character (laughs) yeah (laughs) scriv will say if you need help keeping track of individual crew members alibis i can keep a record for you if you'd like i love that we have a game ui (laughs) where like we can click on scriv if we need a reminder as to where people were i love that over and goes well that's not a bad idea and i mean to the credit of Ravnus, too, it keeps the three of us in check if there's a fourth person that we're not as close to. Yeah. What, I mean, if, Scriv is, what if Scriv is the one who did it? We can keep eyes on him. Scriv, like, kind of just looks between the two of you. <laughs> so, shall I place myself on the list of possible suspects? Yes. He writes his name down. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a possible suspect. For the sake of things, though, we also are confirmed to at least have a killer in our midst. Should we at least keep the children together with a couple of people that we trust with a group of three. Yeah, maybe with Tiana. Tiana, Arella, um, Scoot. I, I kind of. I, I don't know what Coot's aim is, but I narrow my eyes at Arella. Like she wasn't always the friendliest, I, I, but I guess all right. Yeah, just to make sure that the children are safe from anybody who might have nefarious intentions. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh. Okay. So. I turn to Val and I say, so, so what are we supposed to, oh, do you want us to go somewhere and like just huddle up in a room and wait for you to come get us or? I'm, I'm leaving the details of the investigation up to you. However you want to approach this, 
to get to the bottom of what happened. I'm trusting you to figure it out. Might I suggest then that the three of us plus Scriv go up to the deck and try to get our minds together before we start hatching plans? I think that is a good idea. Um, and then she'll turn to Brohane and says, um, Brohane and I will move Ormond here so that it doesn't cause a scene with the rest of the crew. Yeah, it's a good idea. Wait, it doesn't cause a scene. Didn't you just put the alarm on with the bells and the whistles? What happened in our time jump was <laughs> the proper people were alerted got and it. then then the non-essential people were, were sent back Okay, away. got it, got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Uh, okay. I, uh, I say that's, that sounds fine. Um, right. So, yeah, we'll take Scriv up to the deck and uh, I think Marco's just going to put his hands on his head and then just like sit on, like sit with his back to the mast for a second. Yeah. Ravenous is going to say we should separate everyone as soon as we can. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good idea. I think Luckbeak is kind of pacing around on the deck. I'd also ask Griv, do you know when the time of death was approximately? Yeah, I, I wanted to go down and inspect the body after this, but that's a great question. Uh, Scrib doesn't know. Scrib didn't get to investigate anything. Let's do some medicine checks. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Marco, the, the blood looked pretty fresh. When you okay. Good to know. You don't need to make a medicine check to know that. Oh, I have an okay medicine check. Um, I mean, mine is also okay. Uh, real quick, also, Nick, was the body warm? Because I did touch it with the intent of trying to save his life. Uh, it was. Okay. Uh, Scriv, do you know where anybody was right off the bat? Scriv will look at his ledger and says that the nighttime assignments are as follows. Quartermaster Borden Elmsworth was assigned his night shift supervising as per usual. Laney Nettlebranch was assigned night lookout on this particular evening. Robin Kendall, Lester Dryden, and Ormond Seabrook had the late shift gun maintenance. And then Melinda Waxingmoon, Merrill Waxingmoon, Scuttlebutt, and Odyssey were all on-call riggers for the evening. Um, real quick, before we even get to questioning other people, can we validate ourselves? I have an alibi personally, considering the state of the body whenever I found him. Well, 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 I mean, we don't know what time it happened, right? Not a specific time, but the blood was fresh and the body was very warm, so it couldn't have been very long. I was spent a good amount of time with Scuttlebutt up on the deck. Nick, remind me where the body was found on the ship? It was found in the main battery on the gun deck, between two cannons. Jesus Christ, did I pass it? No, I, you you were very close to it, but oh no, okay. you went from Tiana's cabin uh, directly up the nearest staircase on the left hand side oh, before you, you got to the main battery. Gave me a bad alibi, you asshole, Nicholas. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, looking at this, like it has yeah, had a walked right past. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was dark too. Like I had to go through the main battery to find this guy, and at <sighs> first, I just thought it was a drunk yeah. sleeping behind a gun. Yep. That's fine. I, I love being in danger. <laughs> but, uh... um, Ravnus is going to say, I was in the crew's quarters. Luckbeak was too, but then he left. I think the color drains out of Luckbeak's face as he realizes that he was right next to the thing. 
Uh, and um, I think uh, he says, um, I-, I went up to the pantry to grab a snack. I'm sorry, but can I make an insight check on that one, bud? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like bullshit. I'm going to make one. Because <laughs> that one like, was... Uh... <laughs> that one was rough. Yeah, that's at least uh, going to get a side I, eye. I do I do love when the lie is so much worse than the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not very good. Um, that is a six for Ravnus. Mine was an 11. Oh, you do roll I have to deception? roll deception? Yeah, yep. I forgot. Yeah. I have to roll. Yeah. yeah, you should be able to, I mean, uh, we weren't exactly going high there. You certainly were not. Uh, so I got a deception. 18. So yeah, uh, neither of us can get yeah. up then. Yeah, 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 you believe him. Um, and then I, I, came, I came right back down and, and you saw me come down and then the the alarm went off. Ravnus, right? She ignores him. Um, but to Marco, she'll nod her head. <laughs> goes, so, but you all cannot vouch for each other during that time because Luckbeak went to get a snack. That is enough time. No offense, Luckbeak. To put an arrow in somebody and head back downstairs. I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I guess. Listen, I mean, believe me, I would like for us to clear our names right now and be done with this so we can move on to everybody else. And he looks over to Scriv. Scriv, how about, how about you? Scriv is, is vigorously writing. <laughs> Everything <laughs> you guys are saying. <laughs> Do you Scriv, have read an that out- back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Marco was with Scuttlebutt on the deck. Ravnus was in the crew quarters. Luckbeak was in the crew quarters, but left to get a snack and then returned to the crew quarters. And then he looks back up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds that sounds all good so far. All right. Uh, I, you know what? Um, Scriv, can you? You said Laney was on lookout duty. That is correct. Y'all ain't gonna believe me, but when I was coming up the stairs from the gun deck to the main deck, I saw her going into Brohane's cabin. Okay, Scrib, so like cocks his head at you. Well, I mean, I mean, that's that's not where she should be, right? Um, I suppose. Main not. lookout is customarily in the crow's nest, right? So what I'm saying is, she was on the wrong deck, not doing what she was supposed to be doing. And then, like in my head, I, I, I mean, if we zoom in, we see like the the fucking like one monkey slamming on a coconut in Luckbeak's head. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like. Laney knows that you were coming out of Tiana's cabin, you dumb shit, but he said too much to take it back at this point. So, <laughs> yep. All right. Luckbeak to himself. <laughs> oh, no. <Yeah. laughs> Immediately get myself into trouble. Uh, okay. Um, um, but but you know what? That might not even be worth talking about now that I think about it, because, you know, I think that she and Brohane were probably just, you know, you know. You do know that Lainey, like, as her normal job works, like, as she's the carpenter on the ship and she works, like, under Brohane's, like, supervision. Okay, um, so they're But not... you also know that, like, lookout is a job that is, like, rotates throughout the whole crew. Anybody could be the lookout. I see. Did Scriff say where Ormond was supposed to be? Uh, yes, he did. Uh, Ormond had the late gun maintenance shift in the main battery with Lester and Robin. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so should we, uh, you think a good first step will be to talk to, uh, to Kendall and Dryden and try and figure out, you know, if they saw him ever come or, or what the deal was? I look to Ravnus and, uh, see what her input is. 
So this is about Lester and Robin? Yeah. We should separate them first so that they can't try to arrange anything if they did do it. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's a smart move. All right, uh, Scriv, t- uh, take us there. Of course. You guys go to the crew quarters. Hey, as we're walking with Scriv, can I just sort of have like brief conversation with him? Yeah. Um, hey, Scriv, so were, were you like in your cabin all night or? I was down in the lower deck inventorying cargo for our trip. It is usually I take the evening hours when others are sleeping to triple check our manifest as I do not need to sleep. Right. Just another great reason why you have your own cabin. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. Anybody else in the cargo deck with you? I did briefly see young Kale and Riley, and I also saw Doc Gallant. What's Doc doing in the cargo hold? Hey, Scriv, just an FYI, if you actually have any, like, pertinent information to this case, you could tell us now. You don't have to, like, save it. <laughs> he, 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 like, blinks at you in his robot way, which is basically just the little lights behind his <laughs> lens eyes just kind of flicker for a second. And he goes, how will I know what is relevant? Like if you saw anybody at any certain time doing anything in the past, I don't know, hour. The the, the Riley and, and Kale and Doc Allen stuff is good, though. Riley and Kale seem to get into an altercation with each other before both storming off up steps. Doc Allen seemed to be acting strangely, and I am uncertain what he did down there. Was he? I don't like the sound of that, regardless of what reasons. Oh, sorry, sorry. He just stopped in and then left, or was he in the commissary? Or he did not see me down on the end of the deck where I was doing my work. He came through the baffle hatch, went to a particular area of the cargo hold, acting as if he did not want to be seen, and then he left. So, like, when I talk about you having relevant, pertinent information, like. <laughs> This is the kind of stuff I'm talking, like people sneaking around and going through little secret tunnels and stuff. So, okay, cool, good. That's that's helpful. But how am I to know that his business was pertinent to the task at hand? Has anyone been doing anything suspicious lately? I am uncertain. How would you define suspicious? Has anybody been acting? Please, you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Scrib, you suddenly don't understand what human nature is all about. You love poetry, (laughs) but you don't understand what the word suspicious means. Um, (laughs) I will say to Scrib, is is there anybody that is acting out of character than what they would usually act or do? Or nervous. Or nervous, yes. My attempts to categorize and catalog every quirk of every crew member on this ship has proved futile. Therefore, I am not 100% certain what constitutes his odd behavior. Okay, let's just... Oh God, do we have to slip him five gold to like loosen his memory? <laughs> <laughs> you get the impression if pressed, Scriv is just going to tell you the very like odd, weird things that he has noticed random people do throughout the ship. Sure. Yes, and that's going to be the podcast. <laughs> um, can we just put the following? How about I do know that Odyssey likes to sneak down to the Orlop deck and read a book among the cargo. Perfect. See, any if you're going to use the words sneaking, sulking, plotting, scheming, or like any like deceitful, you know, uh, sort of adjective there, just tell us all that information right now. 
Oh, in that case, Adger often sneaks out into the cargo hold of the Orlop deck, where I believe he has stashed anywhere between 12 to 17 hamsters. What does he do with them? <sighs> They're his pets. All right. All right. Fair. <laughs> um, I, say, I think that Adger is probably very low on the murder list uh, or the murder suspect list, but, you know, appreciate it, Scriv. My pleasure. Um, all right, let's let's go talk to these two. <laughs> so I am going to look to um, Ravnus real quick and just say, Ravnus, were you in the crew quarters with anybody that could verify you were there? There was a lot. There of were. There. Yeah, there were a lot of people in there who can who all was in there. I forget who you said. Yeah, I didn't mention them all, but because you asked, Ismini was in there studying. It was you and Luckbeak for a time. Uh, Meryl was in there um, already asleep. Uh, Lester and Robin had gotten there shortly after Luckbeak had left. And Kale and Riley had arrived around that same time as well, like right before Luckbeak left. Uh, Melinda was in there as well. And Kensley got there shortly before Luckbeak got back. Okay. So with that, I said, so... It would be safe to say, Ravnus, that considering the state of the body when I found it, that you, Melinda, Marilyn, Ismini are all alibis for one another. Would that make sense? I think so. So that would feasibly clear the four of you, plus myself and Scuttlebutt, as we act as each other's alibis, unless two of the, the two of us killed him together. And I was down there too, right? Um... I'm sorry, Luckbeak, but from what I can tell, you went to get a snack, and nobody can really verify that. Right, yeah, okay. Like I said, I, I would love nothing more than to clear your name, but... Sure, sure, sure. Uh, all right. Who, what was the new guy on the ship's name? Merrick? Oh, uh, Antonin Badeau. Oh. Well, what a name. Uh, and his cabin, he's staying in the vacant cabin right next to Tiana's, right next to the main okay. battery. All right. It's confusing having a Meryl and a Merrick. I was just thinking that. <laughs> hey, y'all, I'm still... I fucked up. I'm st no, I, I, I mean, I kind of did too. Uh, I'm still filling this out, but uh, I'm doing a, a where was everybody sheet here, so you can... Ooh, thank you. Meanwhile, as for me, I have like a little spreadsheet out and just like put it in cleared alibi X. That's what I was doing too, but that's... I'm, I'm doing what I do at work. I have the same setup. <laughs> I got, we all Request got spreadsheets access. and shit. <laughs> Saker, what the I, fuck? What? Request access? In. Wait, what did I... Oh, what? shit. Hold up, y'all. Restricted, my bad. Sharing a Google oh sheet without God. actually letting people. It's, it's like, that's the cock tease oh, of sharing no, information over no, the internet. No. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you what, though. This is like, man, to get us all like super invested in like, the lore and figure out all of the NPCs, you should have done this from the beginning. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all, all of a sudden, we know every single NPC. <laughs> No, and I went and like wrote down like every single character where they are, where they were when when shit happened. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was very cute. All right. Great. This is the rest of the session is just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. spreadsheets. Now you would know that. Um, Wait, is it Bidot or Bidet? It's Bidot. <laughs> I added that one. Okay. <laughs> 
for my own alibis in here. Alibi mini, alibi scuttlebutt, alibi dead. <laughs> we can we can safely assume Yuri didn't kill anybody. Yeah, that's likely. <laughs> Probably not Val for like plot armor reasons. I like that. See, that means it totally is Val. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely Val. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what do you guys do now? Uh we go to uh the uh the gun maintenance folks. So uh we are going to separate uh Kendall and Dryden. We're gonna separate yeah, Lester and Robin. Yeah. Okay. Um Lester and Robin are both in the, the crew cabin. They were in the process of resting. Uh everyone's kind of nervous. Um no one exactly knows what happened yet. Like there wasn't a big announcement. Val seems to want to get to the bottom of it before anybody is like informed. Um, so like when you guys enter, there's there's a bunch of people in here. But as you approach Lester and uh, Robin, Lester's going to be like, "What's going on?" Hey, folks, we're just uh just uh there is a little incident accident, and we just need to make sure where everybody was tonight. So, um, if you would, uh, Ravnus and Scriv are going to go ahead and take you to Scriv's cabin, uh, Lester and, uh, Robin, me and Mark are going to talk to you here, if that's all right. Well, there's a bunch of other people here, so. Okay. That is, yeah. Scriv and Ravnus are the worst team. I, I, I was just. <laughs> I, I think it's the best team, personally. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would watch that entire podcast. I would, my entire life would be consumed by well, it. Well, good, because that's the podcast after we leave, Marco. Just, oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> my favorite episode. Uh, okay. Uh, so then instead, uh, we take the, we take Robin to, uh, is Brohane's workshop empty at this point? Is Brohane in his cabin? Uh, Brohane is, uh, actually, no, Brohane is, is taking care of Ormond with, with Val and some of the other officers. So his workshop is open? Yes. Okay, cool. Then we'll use his workshop. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you pull Robin into uh, Brohane's workshop. You see Ira in the middle there, um, the mechanical spider as the door opens. It kind of like perks up and like fidgets slightly and then doesn't see that it's not Brohane and kind of settles back down, shaking its butt and kind of <laughs> laying back down in the middle of the room. Weird. <laughs> Forgot that thing yeah. existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell Marco on the way in, like, hey, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and kind of uh, do a little soft shoe here. If you have anything you feel like you can, uh, you know, any questions that, that come up for you, just let me know and, and you could pitch in. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll jump in. Okay. Uh, I close the door behind us and uh, I say, uh, "Whoo, hey, Robin." Uh, uh, boy, these these are long nights, huh? These nights when you know we just we have uh, these you know things on the ship. Hey, do you know? Does anybody have anything against Ormond? Ormond? Why? What happened? Well, we're still kind of investigating and figuring it out and all that good stuff. But you know, a- anybody you know dislike him or I mean, because I know he was a gunner with you, so. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody have anything against them? Any any of the any of the other gunners? Lester ever said anything? Uh, she she th- Lester? No, I mean everybody loved Dorman. Like he he's you know one of the gunners. He's just super nice guy. Uh, he more experienced than any of us. Mm. Uh, 
you know, always, always willing to impart his wisdom and experience and help us out when we, when it's needed. And I mean, nobody did things more by the book than him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gunners hang out most of the time. A lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you hanging out with him tonight at all? I mean, we had, uh, maintenance maintenance duty with him this evening um, I, yeah okay all right wait he, so you were with him all night lester and i yes so there was no point in which orman wasn't with you well no he 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 was the last to finish his gun um you know we each we each take a, a gun on each side um, you know, each doing our maintenance duties and we kind of make it a race when it's the three of us that got, that got assigned to them. And Ormond, as meticulous as he is, is always last. Yeah. Well, I mean, the point is to clean guns as quickly as possible. Uh, I think that's a real smart move. Um, okay. Um, I like kind of so, widen my eyes and, and look to Marco. I, and I uh, look- she'll say me and Lester finished up and Ormond told us to not wait around. Did you and Lester like leave together? Go back down to the crew quarters together? Yeah, we did. Um, I have to ask, Robin, are you aware of what's happened? I don't, and it's very frustrating that no one will t- give me a straight answer. Um, is Ormond okay? Robin, he's dead. <laughs> and I will make an insight check uh, right as I say Ooh, that. Oh, smart. <laughs> she she kind of closes her eyes and like exhales through her nose. Go ahead and make an insight check. That is a 16. 16? Um, you can tell that this hits her heart. Um, it's not entirely unexpected because, you know, your line of questioning and everything has kind of clued her into that. And it was kind of like in the back of her mind that as a possibility. Um, so she's not inter- in, like super surprised, you know, after, you know, you questioning her. But she does definitely like seem upset uh, i will um i reach into my bag and pull out like a rag that i have to hand over to her um she'll take it and say thank you but uh well do you have any leads what can i do to help you know we're we're still just kind of figuring things out right now uh here's how you could help us is just like maybe try to keep it to yourself for the moment you know, we don't want a panic to break out. We don't want, you know, people to start. And I know they are freaking out already, but, like, let's just try to keep it quiet for a sec. All right. Can you... Well, if you find out who did this and you need help, let me know. Let me ask... You and Lester left together back to the crew quarters. Did you see anybody, anything suspicious or odd? Um, she will say... Um... Let me look at the map and see whom she might have passed. Do you have like a family circus version of this map where there's like dotted lines for everybody's path throughout I, the night? Honestly, I thought oh about doing that. Oh my God. <laughs> where was Jeffy? The, Not me. That's who did the murder. <laughs> the, honestly, the thought occurred to me. Um, Wild. <laughs> uh, she says, I saw Adger playing in the cargo hold down on the Orlop deck right before the crew quarters. Other than that, I didn't see anybody. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Well, um, appreciate it. Marco, you got anything else? No, I don't believe so. All right. Well, uh, hey, uh, I, I know this was a, a stressful uh, you know, interrogation here, Robin. We appreciate your cooperation. Thanks. And if there's anything I can do more to get this bastard 
Let me know, she says with like an intensity. I uh, I start to leave and, you know, as I'm walking out, I hit the door frame and I say, one more thing, Robin. And I turn around okay. and I say, you're a gunner, right? You any good with a crossbow? No. If I'm not shooting a cannon, I much prefer to go at him with my hand axe. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for your time. She'll nod and leave. Um, Luckbeak, you notice something. Turning back to look at Robin from the door, looking past her, you can see that there are two bay doors located on either side of Brohane's workshop. You know this is how when Brohane rides on Ira to crawl around the exterior of the ship, these are the doors from which Ira leaves. They're big sliding like barn doors that just go to the outside of the ship. And one of them is slightly ajar. Um, and you just see the void of space beyond. <laughs> I I wait for Robin to leave, and I kind of like hold Marco there for a sec. I say, uh, hang, hang on, Marco, hang on, I'm gonna check on something. Uh, and then as soon as she's gone, I walk over to the door and kind of open it up. Yeah, you just slide it open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you slide it open, and it's at the empty. It's the outside of the ship. You're looking out into space. I look like <laughs> up, down on the side of the ship. Is there anything weird out of place? Make a investigation check. Sure. Investigate. I'm not great at Ooh, but a 21. You see that some of the paint on the molding of the exterior of the ship above this door is scuffed. Paint on the exterior above this room. Yeah, so looking on the, like, if you lean out the door yep. and kind of looking around the outside of the ship, around the door, it looks like some of the paint on the molding above the door is scuffed. And you can actually see that there is like buoy ropes that are just part, a normal part of the ship that uh, extend down and fasten about like three feet above where this is. Um, But you almost get, with a 21, you almost get the impression that somebody went out here and grabbed the outside of the ship the ropes and climbed the outside of the ship from this door. Uh, okay. Um, I go up to, uh, what's the uh, spider's name again? Ira. 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 Uh, I go up to Ira. Uh, (laughs) I I look around first for some sort of, um, like a ball bearing. And then I like, I, I, I kind of get on one knee next to her and I, I hold the ball bearing out as if it were a treat or something. And I say, Hey girl, Hey, pet her little head. (laughs) It looks at it and it's it's metallic pincers kind of click. Is this? Is you can see it's syringe fangs. Oof, oof. Okay. Uh, hey, did anybody any did anybody take you outside tonight, hun? Mm-hmm. It cocks its head at you and clicks its pincers. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a fully mechanical construct? It's it's magic powered. It uses like an alchemical engine to power it. Um, not different from the way the storm rigs work. Um, but it is uh, it's mechanical in physicality. Sure. Um, but it, it uses magic to kind of fuel it. Well, I know this is gonna fail, but I'll go ahead and cast detect thought on it anyway. Detect thoughts. Yeah. Uh, that is a. So what what's the limit on intelligence? Oh. Is it? A certain for detect thoughts, a certain level of intelligence. Let me check. Uh, for intelligence three or lower, it doesn't work with three or lower. Correct. It does not work. Ooh, she dumb. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. I am going to uh, intelligence of luck three. Wow. Luckbeak, what are you doing? I'm trying to talk to the spider thing. Fair enough. I mean, I feel yeah. I feel like I'm just on the on the precipice of being able to understand it. <laughs> uh, all right. Maybe why don't you go do the next thing and I'll try to teach it common. Do you think that's a good use this, of my time? Luckbeak, I think we need to discuss what I think you know we need to discuss. You're right. I'm spinning out. I'm spinning out. Okay, you're right. We need to discuss the the molding above these doors. Look at this. And I like pull him out to the side and point upwards. Right? Like somebody I look up. Some it looks like somebody climbed out here, right? Marco, make that an investigation check with advantage. All Since right. Luckbeak is showing you. Okay, uh my investigation is a lot better. Uh so yeah, what um Hey, thank you for that advantage. Hey, bud. Because that would have been um nine if not, but now it's a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Um, yeah. You look out here and you see what Luckbeak is showing you that like there's there's the scuffed frame and like the ropes, like someone seems as if they went out this door and climbed up these ropes up the side of the ship. And um but you see as you're looking kind of wedged in the like braid of the rope where it's fraying, kind of like getting stuck in like the coarse, you know how like the rope like begins to fray a little bit and it has like that coarseness on it, kind of stuck to that like Velcro is a little white feather. I uh, reach out and take it and I start to like look at it go, white feather. Whoa. Who? Luckby, you didn't notice that. Uh, uh, uh... I mean, I, I, I play it cool. Is it much bigger than my feathers, or is it about the same size? Uh, no, it's about the same size. Okay. And I'm now kind of really looking at Luckbeak. Is there any, but I don't think there's anybody else on the ship that has white feathers. Sure isn't. Marco, I I don't know what that is. It's a feather. No, I... It's a... It's a I know listen, what it is. I don't know why it is. Luckbeak, you have got to talk to me here, because, um... Well, I don't... All signs are pointing to you, or at least you being framed here, man. Uh, Come on, you you gotta work with me here. Why would I do it? Listen, for what it's worth, I do not think that you're the killer, because I've seen you shoot before. Okay, that's (laughs) hilarious. Um, but listen... This is clearly sending a message shot through the eye the same way from that vision that you showed me. Zena Syndicate markings. Yeah. You, from what we had the conversation before, you clearly pissed them off. Yeah, I, I guess I did. I guess I did. Um, I mean, but I, so, I mean, so you know it's not me, though. It's the Zena Syndicate. Somebody here is working for the Zenith Syndicate. Listen, I don't think it was you that it's too easy this is clearly, and he's looking at the white feather, this, this is clearly a frame job. Thank you. But then, that points to the fact that someone here is, do you know anyone on the ship that is working for the no, Zenith Syndicate? No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, is, and I pull out the sending stone, and I say, um, so, so, sometimes they contact me, but I, I, I don't work for them or nothing. They just gave me this, and and when it was given to me, it was given to me through through Odyssey. But then, like, I asked Odyssey about it, and he didn't know what the hell just happened. He denied that it happened, and, like, so I think that 
they can control people. And if they can control people, then there ain't no mystery here at all. Somebody just controlled somebody, killed this guy, and, and made it look like me as if it were a message to me, right? Okay, well, we can assume, let's assume this theory then. Odyssey was being, could potentially be controlled. Odyssey has been controlled before. Listen, how well do you really know this Merrick friend of yours or his associates Happy or Corvina? Ain't Merrick. Merrick didn't do it. How do you know that though, Luckby? Because I know Listen, Merrick, Marco. It's, you gotta admit though, it's suspicious. They said that the three of them were on a ship that was attacked by a Xena syndicate. They shot first, shot some more, shot some more people, killed everybody, then asked these three a question and then let them live? Well, I don't know. That's suspicious. But Val let them on the ship. That's suspicious, ain't it? Listen, you're not, you're not wrong there, but we can easily chalk at least Happy, Merrick, Corvina, Odyssey, and Val as potentially problematic. Okay. I, like, help me out here. Why couldn't Merrick do this? Is he not good with a crossbow? I, Is he... He's... Uh, I mean, we, we we watched him walking out of, of a room, having just taken a number two. Like, he, he didn't do it. He didn't know what was going on. Also, actually, you know what, Marco? Yeah. Here's an idea. Let, let's go take a look at the body. Okay. And I kind of drag him out of the room. Hey everyone, Nick Yurasiva here, your Dungeon Master coming to you from the Elemental Plane of Fire. Or at least that's what it feels like. These 90 degree plus days are really making me embrace my inner basement goblin. Thanks for listening to Tales of the Voidfair. If you are liking what you're hearing, we would kindly ask you to consider supporting the show and our other Project Derailed content over on Patreon. Your support gets you access to Patreon-only channels on Discord, priority questions for our Q&A episodes, bonus content, and at the $7 patron tier, an entirely new Patreon-exclusive show with the Derailed crew. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, and we totally get it. Leaving a review on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice or simply spreading the word on social media are great ways to show your support at absolutely no cost to you. And of course, we are appreciative every day of you just tuning in to listen. Visit patreon.com slash project derailed if you'd like to pitch in. You should give us a follow on our aforementioned social media, if you haven't already, at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and at Voidfarer Pod on Twitter. Come hang out with us over on the Project Derailed Community Discord. It's the place to hang out and chat with us and other cool people from our Project Derailed content, as well as nerds like yourself. Discuss our shows, chat about TTRPGs, movies, video games, or jump on a call for some games and fun times. Head to projectderailed.com slash discord to join. Did you answer a magic riddle wrong and now all of your clothes and gear have magically vanished, leaving you naked and defenseless in a dungeon full of kobolds? Can't help you against their daggers and slings, but we can protect your dignity with some cool Project Derailed merch to cover all of your fleshy bits. Head to bit.ly slash derailed shop to check out cool Tales of the Voidfair apparel and more. All three episodes of Fables Around the Table, Tiffany, playing the feminine horror RPG Bluebeard's Bride, are now available for your binging pleasure. And next week, tune in for our special retrospective episode to hear Chelsea, Fiona, Annie, and Caitlin talk about the game and answer your questions. 
Theme song, as always, by Tom Goldthwaite, with additional music by purple-planet.com. And the Among Us Body Found sound that I could not help myself from using is obviously by Among Us and Inner Sloth LLC. It's a murder on a spaceship. I couldn't not. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, Blinds.com is offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds and 35,000 five-star reviews, well, that's like 175,000 stars, <laughs> there's a reason why Blinds.com is number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Go to the link in the show notes to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's the link in the show notes for up to 35% off site-wide. Rules and restrictions may apply. The next episode of Tales of the Voidfarer will land on Tuesday, July 20th. See you then. Let's jump to Ravnus. All right. Uh, Ravnus goes to Scriv's room with Scriv and Lester. Yeah, you get into Scriv's room and it looks like it's just a storage room. There's boxes and stuff in here. Uh, it looks like like there's filing cabinets and like boxes of ledgers and stuff, but there is no bed. Um, okay. And there's nowhere to sit either. So like mm-hmm. Lester kind of awkwardly looks around and picks a crate and just kind of sits and looks at you nervously. Uh, is there a light? Yeah, there's a light. There's a lamp. Do you angle it in his face? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking Christ! Good. He he like blinks and goes, "Ravnus, what's what's going on?" <laughs> what were you doing tonight? And I she hit... looks to make sure that Scriv is is writing everything down. Scriv looks at you for a second and just you stare at him for a second and he goes, "Oh," and starts writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Lester says. <laughs> I, I had gun maintenance duty with Ormond and Robin. Then me and Robin went back to the crew quarters while Ormond finished up. How long does gun maintenance usually take? Well, it takes like, well, I mean, Ormond always takes longer because he's really, really particular. <laughs> but um, it usually takes like between 45 minutes to an hour per gun. So we each take one. Uh, and do one side and then the other. So Robin and I were there for going on two hours. Ormond longer than that. This is why we should have separated them. They got their stories straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so she is going to sort of like lean back onto um, one of the cabinets that is in there. And she says, um, while we were gone, was anyone on the crew acting strange was there any like tensions between anyone or like weird behavior um not that uh not that i can think of like what do you mean no one on the show no one on this ship knows the meaning of the word suspicious (laughs) um (laughs) 
Zaiwen seem like they're hiding something. Zaiwen seem like they don't like anyone else. Anything weird? I mean, like, Kale and Riley seem to, you know, something seems to be going on there. Um, but uh, I don't know. Beyond that, Fenella uh, uh, and Lillian and uh, Jack and Tatters, for whatever reason, decided to go drink up on the deck tonight instead of in the mess. Um, um, but I don't think that's really suspicious, is it? So didn't didn't Marco say that he didn't pass anyone on the way to the battery? Uh, that's correct. I did not. Um, she gives Scriv a look at that because that would he would have passed them right based on. Well, him, like, it, it sounds like Mormon doesn't necessarily said he saw that. He said that that like that that's something he heard was going to happen. Okay. Like, yeah. So, but you're I like, I think it's still important. Yeah. Jot it down, Scriv. <laughs> Consider it. Jot it down. <laughs> she says with the most emotion she's ever, <laughs> she's ever shown. Um, <laughs> I'm just getting very into this. <laughs> <laughs> she's like her little Sherlock Holmes hat on. Um, uh, so here's a question, too. I actually have two questions out of character. Sure. Um, one, having done Gunner stuff before, does this all sound like it makes sense so far to Ravnus? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, everything Lester is saying conforms with what you know, being a gunner yourself. Okay. Also, does Ravnus recognize the Xena syndicate stuff or no? Is that like, you... she has no idea. No, you would because you saw the the ship that the Hadozi came off of back on Nadir Anchorage back in chapter one of Tales of the Voidfarer had the marking of the Xena syndicate real big on it. And she like knows what that is and everything. Yes. Plus, you would have seen it emblazoned on the ship um, when you got into a fight with uh, the, ham- the the hammer ship um, back in chapter two of Tales of the Void Fair. Okay, noted. Um, all right. So the next thing she's going to say is, um, where did Orman go off to after you said he was last? I don't know. Um, he he told me and Robin not to wait up. So we just headed back. Is that like normal? Sometimes. If he if he feels like uh, the, the gun takes a little extra attention for whatever reason and he wants to put more time in it. But if he feels bad about us waiting up for him, he'll send us off. Uh, you know, I've, I've learned to not really question him about it anymore. You don't know where he goes after then? Well, he usually just comes back to the crew quarters. All right. Did did something happen to him? Do you know anything about the Xena Syndicate? Um, um, not really. They're like scary pirates, right? Basically. <laughs> I don't think that's a very good description, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Ravnus is going to say, and as she says this, she's going to make an insight check. Sure. Um, she says, um, it seems like Ormond... Might have been hurt pretty badly, but I think he was found just in time and can recover. And she's going to make an insight check. Okay, but you also need to make a deception check. And I also need to make a deception check. <laughs> you need to make both. <laughs> Which I'm not very good at, but I'm going to lie. <laughs> um, that is for my deception is 11. Okay. And for my insights. Oh, my gosh. Max. <laughs> how dare um that is a six. Oh no um so you say that and orman goes uh what happened uh, he's he's okay um like 
what happened? Is there is there anything I could do to help? I think we just have to wait for him to be able to tell us what happened. Um, <laughs> how how so, does he seem to be reacting? So he seems to believe you uh, because he rolled very poorly. But I his reaction does seem to be, as far as you can tell, genuine concern and like, you know, wanting to like see Ormond and see if there's anything he can do to help. Okay. Yeah, he okay. rolled very poorly on his insight. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, actually not good because he's going to like walk out of here and be like, what the fuck, Ravnus? Um, <laughs> and uh, she says, um, we're just trying to get to the bottom of what happened, knowing that does anyone else seem to have been doing anything strange? Does anyone seem like they would have wanted to hurt Ormond? No, who would want to hurt Ormond? I don't know. Ormond is like the cool uncle of the crew. Everybody likes Ormond. Do you think it could have been this new person? Uh, Lester thinks about that like he didn't consider that. I go, huh. He doesn't seem like he'd do that, but at the same time, I really don't know him. Maybe. Do you need help beating him up? Maybe. We'll <laughs> see. We have to find out who did it first. Scriv writes something down. <laughs> she looks at what Scriv wrote down. <laughs> he says, might need to beat up <laughs> Antonin Badeau. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, she makes a line, she points out and makes a line like he should underline it. He looks at you, looks down at it, and just back and forth (laughs) (laughs) um and then nods at you all (laughs) right okay um so she is um also going to ask um this is um another question who who here do you think is the best at fighting with a crossbow hmm uh he thinks about that and he goes well, Elwyn is a pretty good shot, but he usually uses a regular bow. Um, I think Tyra uses a crossbow on occasion. Um, let's see, Lillian, Laney, and Kale, and Vyreth. Um, also, Luckbeak also has a crossbow. Sure does. And uh, Luckbeak. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot about your friend Luckbeak. Oh, yeah, yeah your, um, your, your good buddy Luckbeak always has a crossbow. <laughs> okay, she says, um, do you think that they're all pretty good then? I mean, they're pretty good shots. Like, that's usually what, what they do in a, in a scrap, especially uh, if we need to take shots from the deck. Although I know that Vyrath and Tyra usually like to get up in personal if they can but they'll pick up a crossbow when they need to. Okay. Um, so so people usually keep their weapons and stuff in the armory, correct, Nicholas? Um, most of the time. Uh, I, I answered in Lester twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. most, most of the time. Uh, yeah, most of the time. Some people, especially like the ranged, like you know that Elwyn always has his bow slung on his back. Uh-huh. Um, Do any of those crossbow people usually carry theirs? Uh, you would know... Vyrith does. Okay, so Vyrith carries crossbow. Does does Luckbeak carry his crossbow usually? I not since <sighs> since you got your gun. No, I'm trying to decide. No, I don't think he does. So he used to, but not yeah. anymore. Oh, well, yeah. that's 
That's unfortunate. So then is it sort of like in the armory, like everyone gets their own little area or is it just like, just grab a fucking crossbow, who cares? So for your personal weapons, you can choose to either have it with your stuff by like where you Mm -hmm. sleep or you can like put it in your own little designated corner of the armory. There is also like a communal weapons cache that anybody can grab stuff if they want. So it's like a mix of both. Okay. And with the crossbow, you probably can't like tell which one was fired recently, but- Maybe there will be clues, TM. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ravnus is going to um, be like, all right, I think we're done here. And uh, exit the storage closet slash bedroom. Scriv will watch you leave and then uh, turn back to Lester and go, thank you for your cooperation and turn and follow you out. Okay. She is going to, um, shit, where is Scriv's bedroom? Uh, okay. It's on the. So the, the it's on the same floor as the armory. Yeah. Okay. She's gonna go towards the armory. Sure. Yeah. You go over there. You walk past where Orman's body was found. Um, the body has now since been removed, and uh, it actually looks like the blood has already been cleaned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you walk into the armory. It's like uh, it looks like a big open room, but there's actually just kind of like a little narrow like walkway from the entrance between the staircases to the entrance to the head. Um, and mm-hmm. then there's like weapons racks in like rows on on either side. Okay. And it's also where the the like the barrels of smoke powder for the cannons and all the cannonballs are also kept. So like one side is all that stuff, and the other side is like the the hand weapons. Right. She is going to be then investigating the armory to see if she can find any clues, particularly with the um with the daggers, since it was like carved into his chest and the uh. Daggers or swords, I guess. Anything like pointy and uh, also the crossbows. Sure. Uh, make an investigation check. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, that is a 19. 19? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of peruse all of the bladed weapons and you don't see any that have any blood on them or look like they were used or out of place or anything like that. Um, and you check the ranged weapons and they just all seem to be in place. Um, and uh, all of the bolts and arrows and stuff are all you know, slotted into their quivers and, and everything. Nothing really seems to be out of place here. Mm-hmm. Um, then I guess she would go to the uh, crew quarters and start searching there. Sure. <laughs> See, like, look through people's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's still a bunch of people here in the crew quarters. Yeah, she ignores them and she's just going to go for yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> when uh, you're in there and um, Meryl is going to say, Ravnus, uh, what's going on? No one's really telling us anything. Um, and she is going to be like, I can't tell you just just yet, but we'll be able to tell you soon, probably. He he kind of nods and gives a concerned look over his shoulder to the rest of everyone else who's who's there and concerned. But um, go ahead and make an investigation check in here. Natural 20 for a 23. Holy shit. You you look around and you're kind of checking like the weapons that are here. You see that like Vyrath's crossbow is here. And uh, she kind of like glares at you when you go to like investigate it. And then you move over to Luckbeak's hammock. And you notice that not immediately alarming, but the quiver of crossbow bolts is not full. In fact, it looks Mm -hmm. like it is one less than full. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Additionally, <laughs> hell? you see tucked kind of behind his pack is a sack that looks like it has a piece of parchment hastily stuck 
down into it. Everyone's probably looking at me, right? Uh, I mean, like, there's enough people in here that, like, they, they kind of notice you, but, like, there's so much going on and there's so many people that there's, like, a soft murmur of people kind of talking. Everybody isn't, like, staring at you in silence. Like, okay. they're, they're kind of just like, I didn't know, because, I mean, she really is just going through people's stuff, so I didn't know if people are like, oh, my God, like, no. what is she doing? After you first, like, walked in, like, people are just letting you do your thing. Okay. Fuck. How closely is Scrib looking at her? Um, I mean, he's following you, taking notes. Um, she is going to tell him, go record all of Vareth's stuff, like make an inventory of it. Very well. (laughs) And uh, he'll walk over. Lady Vareth Nexus, I am required to inventory all of your possessions. If you will kindly lay them out in front of me in an orderly fashion. And she just see her start grumbling in in draconic, (laughs) Mm -hmm. cursing in draconic under her breath. But she complies. And uh, while that is happening, Ravenous is going to take a look at the thing. Sure. Uh, with ever, with pe- the person who's looking closest at her distracted. Right. Um, you slide it towards you, and it's heavy, and it clinks. And it has mm-hmm. a good amount of coin in it. By your approximation, it- like probably like 500 gold. Okay. And the note, when you look at it, it says, Perfectly executed as always. Await further instructions. The Xena Syndicate symbol. She is going to try to sleight of hand the note so that no one notices it. Sure, make a sleight of hand. I'm like, I'm so scared. <laughs> I believe you. Oh, okay. Um, 22. 22? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just palmed Ooh. like a pro. Living on the streets yeah. for your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Made me nervous. Um, okay, so she gets it into her pocket, and she's gonna put the um, bag of gold back under there. Um, and uh, she's going to go over to Scriv and says, um, "We should find Luckbeak and Marco." I'm only nineteen percent through cataloging all of Verith Naxus's possessions. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We'll come back to it later. Um, <laughs> there's a beat as he like thinks about that and then he just abruptly turns back to Vereth Naxus and says we will return to this later if you will kindly leave all of your possessions spread out as they are thank you <laughs> <laughs> so, and she goes to find like being a Marco Grim <laughs> is the much needed comic relief during this <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, I kind of felt that that's what that, that's mm-hmm. what it yeah. turned into yeah where was Luckbeak and Marco going Remind we were me. going to inspect the body Okay. As we're walking over there, um, Marco is going to say to Luckbeak, as he's kind of like following behind, Luckbeak, listen, we should probably tell Ravnus about this. Tell Ravnus about... Of course we will. I mean, we got to tell Ravnus. We got to tell Scriv. I mean... about No, about you. What about me? That I... What happened at the... What what you showed me. The the whole... The vision. This is clearly a setup job, but if, if Ravnus doesn't know that, if the other people don't know that, I mean, this is going to come down on you, man. I don't think this is you because of what I've seen and how you were reacting. Yeah. But, I mean, odds are, if, like, I, I hold up the feather. Odds are likely that this is not going to be the only piece of evidence laying around here that's going to implicate you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's, um, that's a good point. I just... Listen, man, I, I mean, what happened at the bar... It's not something I'm proud of, and it's not something I want to get around. 
and ravenous don't really have the best social graces. Um, but I understand it's it's for my benefit. Uh, all right, all right, you're right. We should tell him. Listen, it's um, it's a shitty situation. I mean, a horrible one. But uh, at this point, you might go down for a murder you didn't commit. You know? Yeah, but I never went down for a murder I did commit. <sighs> I mean, don't I owe I wasn't gonna... the family of that man go something ahead. or? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not some martyr. I'm not saying that, you know, if I go down for whatever syndicate thing this is, that it's worth it because I feel all guilty in my conscience. Hell no. I didn't do this and I don't want to be implicated for it. But, you know, if I killed that guy, is that going to make me look better or worse, Marco? I mean, <laughs> Marco kind of like shrugs and just says, um, you know, I have no idea, Luckbeak. I, 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 I couldn't answer that one. Yeah. All right. Well, here, this is about to clear me anyway. Listen, yeah, let's get to the actual investigation. Yeah. So, so Orman's body has been moved to Val's quarters. And when you're on your way there, you see Ravnus and Scriv um, ascend from the below decks. Hey, wh- what did um, y'all find? Ravnus is going to look at Scriv and look at Luckbeak. And- Scriv just, like, looks between the two of you (laughs) (laughs) um i need to talk to you privately yeah we we need to talk to you too can we do it while we look at the body no (sighs) all right can it wait or is it a now thing now i Um, like am i am i involved in this or should i hang out with scriv no you're involved in it marco okay scriv go away (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand Scriv, could you um go make sure the kids are okay and that they're being watched and, you know, not in trouble? Certainly. We'll, we'll be <laughs> just back like... in just a second. We need you, but this is between the three of us. All right, but I am uncertain of my ability to go check on the kids in only the span of a second. <sighs> Exhausting. Take ten minutes. Certainly. <laughs> he, he turns and he goes below decks. <laughs> uh I turn to Ravnus and I say uh oh. uh Ra- Ravnus actually as soon as Scriv is out of sight she's going to pick Luckbeak up by the throat and hey, pin him against hey, the wall. Hey, hey, oh hey. fuck. And she is going to say tell me why I shouldn't turn you in right now. I I, I don't know where you found one of those feathers but it's a setup. <laughs> um and she looks at Marco and says he did it. He got payment for it. And she's going to take out the note and give it to Marco. Still holding like me. I'm like <laughs> slapping at, at Ravnus's arm. <laughs> so I'm going to open the note. What's the note say? Perfectly executed as always. Await further instructions. And then has the Xena Syndicate symbol drawn there as a signature. Okay. I, I look and go, um, Ravnus, what, at least let him talk. I think... Listen, I think he might be framed. Um, she glares at Luckbeak and thinks about it for a second, but then she does drop him. <laughs> no. Jesus! Yeah, I kind of look at Luckbeak now after looking at this too and go, Luckbeak, unfortunately, your name's not cleared. Well, you, you might be framed. Um, well, what the hell's that note say? For the third time in this episode. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> he looks over to Ravnus and then hands it back to her. 
It's a letter from the Xena Syndicate thanking you for what you've done. And there's also hundreds of gold underneath your bunk and a crossbow bolt missing from your crossbow. All right, number one, how do you know how many crossbow bolts I have? N- never mind. That's irrelevant at this point. Ramnus, I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't do this murder, whatever the hell it is. I'm being framed. I'm being set up. Marco is going to say to Ravnus as he kind of looks at Luckbeak with kind of like an apologetic look. All right. Um, Luckbeak showed me something a couple of days ago that's leading me to believe that this is a frame job. Luckbeak, would you like to talk about everything you showed me and why this might be a little less of you killing somebody and more somebody setting you up to get back at you? (sighs) All right. You remember that night when Marco was in his little boxing match? Yes. Yeah, well, I tried to interfere, and I accidentally killed a guy at the bar, and I shot him through the eye with a crossbow bolt. Okay? Just like how Ormond died. Yeah, just like how Ormond died. And it wasn't too long after that that the Xena Syndicate caught up with me and and told me that I was in their service, or or that they were going to be giving me jobs, and I ain't never agreed to it. And, and... This is them trying to send me a message, Ravnus. I don't know how else to explain that to you, except would I really be this sloppy? I mean, if I really killed somebody, am I going to leave the note that says I killed that guy below my bed? Well, then who did do it? Ravnus, you realize we're on a team trying to figure out who did it, right? If you were working with them, knew about them, was there anyone else who could have also been working with them? Okay, maybe odyssey maybe but but listen i don't think they have the power to control people sometimes so i think it's possible that somebody just got controlled to do a murder and frame it on me i mean this is a lot of god's damn steps but i mean i don't know if it's within their capacity to do it and i hell no oops let me try that again and i sure as hell don't know why you know, they're they're trying to frame me. I didn't do nothing to them. Is your new friend Merrick working with them too? No, Merrick ain't... Look, let me show you the body. We'll figure this all out. Um, uh, Ravenous hmm. is pocketing the note, by the way. Hmm. She's pocketing it again. Because um, she kind of thinks Luckbeak is guilty, but also <laughs> he's her friend. Yeah, I was going to say. Sometimes. <laughs> 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 all right, so... I kind of, like, look over at Ravnus. All right, what do you think about this? I mean, all evidence points to Luckbeak, but okay, at the same all right, time... all right, all right, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting there, Luckbeak, I'm getting there. All evidence points to Luckbeak, but there's also plenty of evidence that I can vouch for that says that he is being framed by someone in order to get back at him after pissing off the Xena Syndicate. So, with that knowledge in hand, what can we do with it? Um, she kind of, like, looks Luckbeak up and down like she's really trying to decide if he's guilty of this or not. And she says, um, I don't know. I don't know if he did it or not. But it's at least possible. I kind of, like, say, I look over to Luckbeak, look over to Ravnus and say, Luckbeak... Do you think that it would be wise to at least confine you for the time being? But no! If if you confine me, then I ain't got a chance to prove my innocence. 
Y'all are just going to keep finding shit that implicates me. I am personally vouching for you. I don't think that you did this. After hearing what you said about the person you wanted me to contact before, and after talking with the three crane, I think signs point to this being a cover-up, but at the same time, the evidence is pretty damning on your side. But we still have a lot to go on. You've already implicated that Odyssey at least passed a note from the Xena Syndicate. Happy Merrick and Corvina, all of which came onto the ship from after being attacked with the Xena Syndicate with a very flimsy reason for why they were alive at the end of it all. And Antonin Bidet, or, no. sorry, what's his last name? <laughs> Bidet. Bidet, excuse me. I'm going to leave that in the episode. <laughs> Antonin Bidet, we don't know this person at all. Quite frankly, we also have Azerath on the ship, and well, we don't know her. Actually, at that moment, you hear a creak of ropes above you. And you look up and see Ezerath in the riggings about 30 feet above you guys. Was she listening? Uh, absolutely. Uh. And when she noticed she's been spotted, she kind of grabs a rope and swings and lands on the deck and uh, goes to head just casually below decks. Uh, Ravenous is going to stop her with force if necessary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, you, you like, kind of go and grab her, grab her arm as she's going down the stairs, and she looks at you and goes, what? You're staying here. Why? Because you were eavesdropping on our conversation. And it's none of my business what you're up to. But you're going to go tell everyone what you heard, because you don't like us. It's none of my business. Um, she's going to look at Marco and Lecby. Um... Hezareth, how long have you been there? I've been in the rigging the entire year. It seems to be the only place I can go to, to reliably, she says, glancing glancing at Ravness, go to not be interrupted. See anything? Um, she furrows her brow and says, not particularly. There was three individuals carrying on near the rear of the ship on the deck drinking I guess um, Elmsworth was patrolling the decks um, Laney was in the crow's nest I didn't pay much attention beyond that trying to just tune things out and get some quality meditation in did Laney leave? not that I noticed uh, she looks so lucky <laughs> I, I saw her she was going into his room and who's who's room again? Uh, Brohane. Oh yeah. Huh. Odd <laughs> to say that. Well, Am I permitted to go? No. Uh, well, we need to talk to Lainey. Fair enough. Is Scriv with us? No. We Remember, sent we sent Scriv away right. for That's a few right. minutes, okay. mm-hmm. so we could uh, pin you to the wall yep. or wrap us <laughs> <pin you laughs> to the wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you guys deciding to go talk to Lainey? No, I'm. Yes. I still yes, want to look at the body. Her. Okay. Let's... Okay. Whichever way we're going, Ravnus is dragging Ezerath. <laughs> <laughs> you are part of this now. <laughs> we are now best friends. Come on. <laughs> I am sure that I'm about to release all guilt from myself once we check out the body. Sure. 
He's going to have written on a note in blood. <laughs> I'm sure they thought of everything, so there's absolutely no way this is actually going to unimplicate me, but whatever. Yeah. yeah ca- carve in the chest. I luck be humbled <laughs> under the... <laughs> okay. All right, so um, you head to Val's quarters then, and you arrive, and uh, Val and Brohane are inside, um, and Ormond is now like laid out on Val's bed. Uh, okay, does he still have the crossbow bolt in him? Has he been touched? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it still has the crossbow bolt in him. He's laying on his back. So I'm not even going to look at the body, and I'm just going to point to it, and I'm going to say, look, look at the angle of the crossbow bolt. How is the crossbow bolt in his eye? <laughs> make, a, uh, make a medicine check. Four. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell with him, like the way he's laying. Um, he's laying with his, like, uh, just flat on his back. There's no pillow. And it does look like the, the bolt is just sticking straight up. See, see, see that the bolt's sticking straight up. Now, if me, if I did it or if Merrick did it, there's, there's, there's power in small things. It would be coming, have the angle from the bottom, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Marco and Ravenous, you can make medicine checks. Womp womp. That's a four. (laughs) No, that's. That's well. Oh, fuck. I want him to be 12. low so that you can't see that I'm sure that yeah. so Marco disprove yeah. beyond a reasonable doubt. You can see that um, the way Ormond is laying right now, his head is tilted back. And so I look and go, I kind of angle myself so his head's tilted downwards. So I yeah. don't touch him. Right. So, like, clearly, if his head was straight up and down, like as if he were standing, the bolt is coming from an up angle. Luckbeak, and I just put my hand in my my hand in my like like face palm. What? It's angled downward, as if someone was shooting down and going upward. I like double take at the body, but it, it, it looks straight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then it, uh, then Tyra or or Fenella or um. Val is gonna say, um. Do we have any leads? Not yet. <laughs> it's a visible release of breath when Ravenous says not yet. <laughs> All right. Well, keep me updated then. Ravenous, Ravenous told Val not to let them all three go together. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. this will happen. <laughs> Rohane, what were you doing with Lanny tonight? Uh... Uh, we were working in the workshop, um, but then she was dismissed after cleaning my shop because she had lookout duty. Uh, after we were done cleaning up, I transferred some of my beer into some barrels, and then I went to bed. I didn't see her come through again. Uh, okay, all right. But but you weren't there. No, I wasn't Maybe. there. I, like my my quarters are elsewhere. Okay, all right. Good. But the, hey, okay. Well, now we got something. Yeah. As you're kind of taking stock of the situation, Luckbeak, uh, you feel a warmth coming from your pocket is it coming from the sending stone it sure is uh i excuse myself immediately uh and head to the nearest empty room what what empty rooms are around so you're in val's quarters which when you leave val's quarters it just is out onto the open deck okay i get to the side of the boat and i go all right what do you want from me you've already done Everything I've asked. Perfectly, I might add. I I didn't do anything you asked. (laughs) 
you might not remember. We have a funny way of doing things around here. All you remember is a nice conversation with that little squeeze of yours. Wait, you made me do it? There's no response. Hey, is this Malachi? Hello? I throw the sending stone off the side of the ship. the side of the ship yeet <laughs> <laughs> nice your plot nick nice nice no okay. perfect i love it. it it lands in the gravity plane and bobs goes around the ship and hits oh, you fuck. no i'm joking i'm joking it doesn't do that but regardless i think that's a great button to end the episode on <laughs> yes it is the plot thickens <laughs> love that derailed off the rails why is the first message in this channel Tanner saying, step on me, mommy? Oh, no. <laughs> huh. That's oh, a great no. question. He like... I have no idea. <laughs> How else do you start a discussion well, in a well, room? When I say, so, okay, so what this channel is, it says, step on me, mommy. Then he says, just a reminder for all parties, after all this is over, Marco is going to approach Ravnus about the cold shoulder. And then I said, this should you... go with the void fair chat. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like looked up and it's just like, Tanner, 524, 2020, step on me, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an MP3 uh, recording that someone caught of Tanner, like when we were playing Overwatch, where he says, I'm a good daddy. I'm a good daddy. And that we like <laughs> would spread far that and got wide memed. for a while. <laughs> I'm a good daddy. <laughs> I'm a good daddy. Oh, I'm a good daddy. <laughs> Check out patreon.com slash project derailed and subscribe at the $7 tier for more derailed off the rails. Once upon a time, there lived a lord whose place was so splendid and so richly furnished that even the sultans could not be compared with it. He was never spoken of by his real title, which was grand and noble, but instead, he was simply referred to as Bluebeard. Bluebeard scared the young woman, but maybe his beard wasn't quite that blue. She accepted his proposal. I don't know about you two, but they did kind of get in the witch's head. It's almost like a childlike fear, like how kids will sometimes get really like super afraid of something random and it doesn't like quite make sense. These seem like reflections of our own insecurities. Fables Around the Table, Tiffany. Debuting May the 12th. Will you open the door? projectderailed.com